Anyone here ever like to dabble in the stock market? Anyone? No, but I hear it's in shambles at the moment. Yeah? Anyone here? No one has any shares? I have some, but I don't dabble. Okay, so yeah, there's there's dabbling in the shop, stock market, and then there's goes way back got a few. They're just still sitting there. They're not they're not like our Telstra shares, are they, Jan? <laughs> yeah, that just literally sit there. I think uh, that's called inheritance for me. Okay, radio. Look, it's it's a complicated thing, isn't it? Stock market trading, and I think that's why we all tend to go not not checking that out. Did anyone follow the news this week and that kind of odd um, GameStop? share market yeah, thing that they went on. Borrowed and now they're in debt and they're calling for this and now debt. It's been big in the online news that I've been following. Yes, it, it has been. It's sort of it's a bit of a weird occurrence of a sort of an uprising of commoners, so to speak. Um, pitting all their little people weight against the big hedge funds and um, seeing a, a rather large company in America lose billions uh, because all of these little people sort of banded together and, I guess, uh, cheated Wall Street at its own game, so to speak. Um, but quite a complicated thing. And I would try and read the news articles about this share trading game stops thing. And, and to be honest, I didn't understand any of it at all. Um, and then someone was nice enough to post a sort of a cheats version on Facebook for me. So it kind of clarified it for me a little bit. It's kind of like gambling. It's probably very much like gambling, yes, I think so. Um, but, but complicated investments in the share market often don't bear um, much value, particularly if you don't know what you're doing. And certainly our Telstra shares that have uh, been sitting around for quite a few years now don't seem to bear much value for us. Now, this, this eight-week prayer course, what I want to say right at the start is for us to get a bit of a handle on what prayer is. And prayer, quite simply, it's a simple investment. It's a simple investment in your relationship with God. That's all it is. That sounds okay. more like a bank. So unlike the share market, this simple, uncomplicated investment, it's actually going to bear value in your life. No one is promising financial riches because of prayer, but what I will promise you is life riches. Does that sound like something you want? Yeah. Life riches? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't build a house without a tool, can you? can't build a house without some sort of power tool or something. I had some power tools out this morning trying to sand some chairs. It was slow and steady work, and I can't imagine doing it without a tool. Um, so just like you can't build a house without a tool, you can't build a Christ-centred life without prayer. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Prayer should be the foundation and the starting point of your daily life. Prayer is kind of like the salt in your sauce. Does so anyone ever see the salt-reduced tomato sauce on the shelf and just think, why? Because, <laughs> you know, all the salt-reduced anything, you think, I just got to add the salt back in. Why would I buy that? And so prayer is like the salt in your sauce. It's, it's like the light in your lamp. Now you can have a fancy lamp, but if it's got no globe, it's not going to work, is it? All right. So prayer is like the light in your lamp. It's like the, the A in the alphabet. It's like the begin in beginning. A Christian life needs prayer um, because prayer is an investment in your relationship with God. 
Prayer matters because at the heart of our faith life should be a desire to connect and communicate with God. At the heart of the gospel message is the the message that Jesus has actually made that possible for you. He's made it desirable for you to fellowship with God. If you think back to Genesis 3, where humanity, um, the, the relationship humanity originally enjoyed with God is broken because of the poor choices they made, because of disobedience, because of a desire for them to rule and reign, um, you know, for a desire for humanity to rule and reign on our own rather than in partnership with God. And so our relationship with our Heavenly Father was severed, wasn't it? Where Adam and Eve would normally fellowship with God in the garden, we instead see them hiding from him when he comes in the cool of the evening, to talk and be with them. And so they, they kind of effectively say, we're not here, God. We don't want to talk to you, God. How often is that still the attitude of people today? Hmm? Go away, God. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. But, of course, what was broken in the beginning is restored at the cross, isn't it? And so when we are in Christ, we are also in relationship once again with our Heavenly Father. And so, of course, we naturally want to then connect and communicate with our Heavenly Father. We have no reason to hide from him any longer. We have no reason to hide in shame or in guilt behind bushes like Adam and Eve did. We have free and full, guilt-free, shame-free access to God, to talk with him, to be with him, to spend time with him. And that's what prayer is. That's what prayer is. Prayer is a simple investment in your relationship with God. I think we'd all agree that we'd... Uh, make time to invest in our relationship with our spouse or with our kids or with our parents or with our best friend. We'd all schedule time for that, wouldn't we? We'd make time for them. We'd prioritise them in our life because we enjoy their company mostly. We don't overthink or overcomplicate that, do we? We, we just have a meal together with one another or we, we might go for a walk with them or, or we might read a story to our kids. It's just those daily, simple investments that we make in those relationships. You know, as the great philosopher Nike once said, just do it. Just do it. And so the main point of this prayer course is to remind us to just do it. I've got one scripture I want to share with you today. Just one. It's just a simple one. Uh, as the prayer course continues, there'll be more scriptures we bring in. But just today, what I want us to look at is Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark 1, 35. It says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place, where he prayed. Do you know what stands out to me about that Bible verse? It's just so ordinary and so simple. I mean, this is, this is Jesus when no one's watching. You know, this is Jesus on his own. None of the crowds, 
None of the followers, I mean, obviously the disciples eventually tracked him down there in that passage and recorded it here for us. But this is part of Jesus' ordinary everyday life, away from the miracles, away from the temple, away from all of those, the, the miracles and the crowds and the mountains. This is Jesus and the ordinary, simple, daily rhythms of his life. No crowds, no ministry, no expectations. What, this is a really special glimpse we get into his life. You know, I think in the, in the Gospels we, we see a lot of the, the highlights, the, the, the trailer version of his life. You know when you see a trailer for a movie, it jams together all the action-packed, exciting scenes in a movie, doesn't it? And it sort of sandwiches them into two minutes and you're like, whoa, this is an action-packed movie. And then you watch the movie and you're like, huh, Actually, all the action was in the trailer <laughs> and it's, it's stretched out with all the, the ordinary parts of the movie. Do you, do you get what I'm saying there about movies? That's right. So I think, I, I think we need to be aware that in the Gospels, we kind of see the trailer of Jesus' life. I mean, it says there in, in, in one of them that, that not everything could be recorded because there was too much to write down. But we see the highlights. But what I love here in this verse is, is just a little glimpse into the ordinary, everyday part of Jesus' life where he, he gets up. He gets up early while it's still dark. He quietly leaves the house and he just finds a quiet, solitary place on his own. And he prays. And he prays. No complication, no show, no fancy no glory, no striving, just a quiet place of prayer. This is a simple investment that Jesus makes. We're not talking about investing in the share market or complicated trades on Wall Street here. This is as simple as getting out of bed early, if you can manage it, getting out of bed and going and finding a quiet place to talk to God. Simple. I guess the challenge for us and the challenge for me is, is how are we going to follow this example of Jesus? You know, in the quiet every day of our life, how are we going to set aside time to go and be in a solitary place to pray? Because the thing I think here is, well, if Jesus needed to do it, if Jesus wanted to do it, if Jesus prioritised it, then, whoa, I, I really need to do it, don't I? I guess here's some questions for us to ask ourselves. What's, what's stopping you from praying? What's stopping you? Laziness. Someone said laziness. Maybe you don't know how. What do you need to change? What do you need to change in your life? Do you need to change your schedule or your commitments so that you have time to pray? What's your plan? Because you know the old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, don't you? Wanting to pray won't be enough to cause you to pray. I've learnt that from experience, okay? You need a strategy to start, but you also need a strategy to keep going. It's a bit like exercise. You've got to start small, build your muscles, and it gets easier. 
I've recently been seeing a physiotherapist for, for my knee that's been playing up. And at the beginning, he would show me some very simple exercises, but they were hard. I mean, they were simple, but they were hard exercises for me to do. And it, it hurt. It made my muscles feel sore. And it was difficult. And he'd say, do three reps of ten, and I'd do five reps of two or something instead. But as my muscles have gotten stronger, the exercises become easier, don't they? And um, what I needed to do was create a daily routine in my life that would include those exercises or... As you know, it just wouldn't happen, would it? Um, I would, you know, pretty quickly decide I didn't have time to do those exercises. And so what I do is first thing in the morning, when I get up, before my brain is alert enough to convince me that I should do something more interesting and less painful than exercise, I just do it. I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. I don't re-prioritize it. They're just part of my daily and weekly routine. So what was stopping me before? Well, I didn't know how to do the exercises, did I? But the physio showed me a structured way of building my key muscles. What did I need to change? I needed to change my schedule and my priority, didn't I? I needed to make time for the exercises in the morning. What was my plan? Well, I had to remove certain things from my morning routine to make room for those exercises. And uh, my solution there, jam-pack the freezer full of frozen lunches for the kids so that I don't have to do that in my mornings. Okay, so I had to have a, I had to have a strategy for this. Um, what else do I need to deal with? I needed to deal with boredom because I really do not like exercise at all. I'm one of those people, I don't know, maybe there's more you out there that just exercise uh, uh, uh. Um, but I had to deal with boredom so I you know I alternate some mornings it's physio exercises some mornings I might go for a walk or a swim or, or whatever it is so I mix it up a bit and so the question for us the question for you is prayer what's stopping you what's stopping you what do you need to change and what's your plan what's your plan one of the things we're keen to see happen in this prayer course is to give you some very uh, practical strategies and tips and tools and some maybe some different ways of approaching prayer in your life. And so this week what we've got for you are some how to pray cards. And you can take some of these home with you when you go and use them just to shake up your prayer life a little bit, all right? Um, we've got two sorts here. There's a how to pray, a 10 minutes using a nice little acronym, P-R-A-Y. How easy is that? An acronym for prayer using the word prayer, all right? Was not my idea. Someone else thought of that, but it's very clever. Um, so we've got that. 10 minutes. That's all you need in your morning or evening, 10 minutes. Or if you want to go a bit longer, we've got some 30-minute versions, all right? And these ones are structured around the Lord's Prayer, how to have a 30-minute quiet time using the Lord's Prayer. And it just takes you through each verse of the Lord's Prayer and just suggests some um, little ways of, of being with God um, through that prayer, in prayer, in, uh, in reading scriptures, etc. And they're, they're brilliant. They're really, really um, helpful tools, okay? So there's... There's those here that I'd really encourage you to take maybe a 10-minute one and a 30-minute one um, 
before you leave today, okay? If you don't already, make it your goal to go off into a solitary place. And you might tell me it's hard. I have a family. I have children around me. Um, I know it's hard. Sometimes my conversing with God time turns into a conversing with my kids time. Anyway, I just run with it and try and find a solitary place at another point. But I'll point out, that's why Jesus had to leave the house, you know, like he, you think about that time and culture in, that, in, in Jesus' time, um, there would have been a lot of extended family living in a very close quarters, wouldn't it have there? And so he knew what it was like to have the busyness of family and people around him. And, of course, that's why he had to get up early. He had to leave the house and he had to find a solitary place to be on his own. If prayer isn't yet part of your routine, start in a manageable, manageable way. Ten minutes, less. Start with three minutes. Whatever it is, just, just start with something. I'd also encourage you, apart from taking some of these cards as a bit of a kickstarter, join one of our growth groups. So we've got some discipleship groups starting this week and they will help you to grow in your faith but they're also going to help you to grow in connection with one another, with each other, as believers and as brothers and sisters in Christ. One of those growth groups will be happening in Coolerman at Beck's house. The other will be happening in Ganmain at Hillary's house. And the one at Hillary's will actually be led by Benita. So we've got the two groups happening on a Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. And I, I really encourage everyone to try and make one of those your home growth group, at least for eight weeks. Just make an eight-week commitment. After that, well, we'll let you go again. But just eight weeks is all we're asking, okay? Um, if you really, really, really can't do Tuesday nights, if you're like, you know, Tuesday night is just the one night of the week that just for whatever huge reason can't work for you or you've got kids at home and, and you're on your own and you can't leave the house, uh, we are going to offer a Zoom Connect uh, growth group as well, and I will lead the Zoom group. Okay, so after we finish here today, um, have a chat with 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 Beck or Hilary or Benita um, about which one of those groups you'd like to hook in with. All right, um, or have a chat with me if you think the Zoom group is going to be more your thing. We're also going to on Facebook just set up a bit of a Facebook growth group. And I'll invite everyone who's on Facebook to be part of that group. And that's just a way, if you happen to miss a Sunday or miss one of those um, groups, I'll post the, the video that you missed out on on that Facebook page and we can interact a bit together as part of that online group as well. So I'm hoping that between the two physical groups, the one Zoom group and the Facebook group, everyone's going to feel connected in some way outside of our Sunday gathering. How does that sound? Yep. All right. Um, they're going to keep you, you know, by the way, it's important to be part of these groups because they're going to keep you motivated and focused on, on prayer. Um, and it's, 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 uh, it's kind of like joining Weight Watchers. You just need to have people around you to spur you on, don't you? Okay. So join one of our groups. You might lose weight as well. I don't know. We can go prayer walking together or something. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just being silly. You can go prayer walking if you want. But, um, when, it comes, you know, when it comes to leading a Christ-centered life, we need each other. I, I need you. 
and and you need me and we all need each other okay and and that happens a bit on Sundays but it really really happens during the week in those smaller more intentional groups so we need each other prayer matters and without it you won't have a Christ-centered life God will still love you all right let's get that straight God will still love you Jesus is still your saviour But without prayer, you won't grow in your faith. You won't experience what answered prayer feels like. You won't know what it means to bring your sorrows and your fears and your joys to God. You won't see those miraculous breakthroughs in your family's life that you want to see. Without prayer, you won't see faith transferred to your kids, to your family, to your friends. There's, there's really something very significant, I believe, about our kids seeing us take time out in prayer on a regular basis. It shows our kids that God is significant and we take faith seriously. And so an investment in your own faith life is actually an investment in your kids' faith life. And let me also say this, without prayer... Your life will actually have more in common with an atheist or an unbeliever than a disciple of Jesus. If that makes you squirm a bit, it should. It should make all of us squirm a bit. Is that what you want? No, of course not. Of course not. Prayer matters. It's important. Prayer is an investment in the most significant relationship you will ever have. It's an investment in your relationship with your heavenly father. So don't don't run and hide from God in the cool of the evening or the cool of the morning like Adam and Eve did. Run to him. Find a way to just do it. It's a simple investment that I can guarantee you, you will never, ever regret making. Let's pray. Father God, uh, We want to live a life that is is Jesus-centred and we know that we need to to spend time with you for that to to be a reality. And so over the next eight weeks as we, we start looking at the different ways of praying, would you just um, really stir within us a, a hunger and a desire to set aside time to, to be with you, to talk to you, to pray with you, to listen to you, to hear from you, to, to just commune with you. We, we want to we make an investment in, in our, our faith life. We want to make an investment in that relationship that, that we have received through Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would um, fill us and equip us afresh just with the hunger and the desire to pray. Would you just um, uh, just, just beckon us and, and remind us and, and just, um, just be there to, to gently call us into those times of prayer? Would you show us um, the areas of our life that we need to change or adjust or, 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 or make, um, make different in some way so that you, our Heavenly Father, are our daily priority and our daily focus? So build us, build us as your people, build us as your church, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.